you guys. We are back with episode three of Queen and She. I am the She, which is Felicia Day. And I'm the Queen Jerome. Quick disclaimer, y'all, it's hot. So we have the AC running because it's hot. And if you in New Orleans, you know how hot it is out here. There was no way we could do this episode without circulating air. So, please bear with us. We're working on getting some good sound equipment. This is why we need y'all to share, like, and comment. Because we need sponsorships. And it's what we're working towards. So, we can get them coins. We can give y'all video content. Plus the podcast and things like that. So, please just bear with us with the the little noise in the background. I'm going to try my best. We're going to try our best to you know not make it so obvious that it's it's there yeah but um this is episode three like i said and today what are we talking about Drew? um well since you're talking about hot there is some hot on social media that people has been talking about and it's love and survival so i was on we was on facebook and i seen this meme the other day and a meme read um y'all think somebody raised from love can handle a person raised from survival. And I know I I grasped that concept, I want to say last year, when I noticed how, I want to say this, I first grasped the um, the concept of survival in a relationship when people kept saying love was subjective. Um, I don't believe love is subjective. Um, I believe that it's survival more so because people get into situations um i want to say to survive but i want to say survival is a can look different in so many ways well it could look it could look um it could be different you know but all be the same thing um a lot of people in this sense um when i first noticed it was um as far as subjective People come in people's lives and they come and they get what they get from somebody and once that person cannot produce that, they leave. You know, mm-hmm. that's one way of a person coming to relationship as a survival. A lot of people a lot of people nowadays are going to relationships or want relationships for what they could get out of the person. You know, they're not getting to relationships as to as a form of a love connection or romance or what they could give to somebody, you know, or to heal because love heals. You know, they only trying to get into something where they could get out of a person. You know, and I don't like for people to think that, you know, it's only people doing that who were raised on survival. You know, because there are people who are raised on love um, who are surviving relationships. You know, yeah, <clears throat> I'm definitely one of those people who was raised on love. I've had my parents. My I grew up in a two parent home. Uh, I grew up with what I what 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 you would think the nuclear family. My mom, my dad, the three kids. Hell, we even had the fucking dogs. So I grew up with that. I was. I always knew I was a love child. I knew my mama loved me. I knew my daddy loved me. I never questioned if my family loved me or any of that craziness. Even 
when my parents had their own stuff going on within their relationship, they never showed me and my brothers anything less than love. But when I got old enough to start dating, I made horrible choices and went through relationships of survival. So I self-sabotaged a lot. You know, I would purposely choose men that I know for sure wouldn't choose me back. All of that. And I had, you know, so when people say you must have daddy issues, that's why you have issues with men. That's not always true because I'm a daddy's girl. I've always had my daddy. I still do. I love my daddy to death. But even though I had my father, well, still have him, I still made bad choices. And I can't say that my dad was a bad father or is a bad father because he's not. Whatever he had going on between him and my mama, he never, nor did my mother ever, like I said, they didn't bring that into their love for us. So I was, I still went through relationships just surviving because I felt like I like him. He likes me. But I'm only going to let things go so far. I'm going to try to control the narrative so I don't get hurt. And then I still end up getting hurt. Yeah. I would say um, <clears throat> my upbringing was somewhat similar to Felicity's. Um, I had a two-parent home. However, my mom and my daddy, they split when I was um, eight years old. So... Because of that and because of surrounding issues, you know, um, me and my siblings, we went into survival mode um, early on, you know, so I picked up a lot of habits to basically um, survive in life, especially when life presented, um, you know, tumultuous things to me. As far as relationship, um, I could say for me, how I how I survived in relationships or how I tried to will say love um with survival. I love what I loved with my trauma. And I recently decided that that's something that I do not want to do. You know, I don't want to love my trauma. I wanna love I wanna love with my life, you know. And I'm a I'ma explain um what I mean by that. Um trauma um I want to say loneliness was uh, a symptom of my trauma. It was a symptom of, you know, my childhood. As far as, you know, losing my parents, um, losing my parents' marriage, um, losing my family, basically, because my family was just, my family was split now. So it did bring loneliness. Um, Also, in my adult years, you know, when I got on my own, you know, which which I was forced, I was forced into, um, I want to say adult responsibilities because I had to, I basically was forced to live on my own. Um, when I want to say when I was 21, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for it, you know, so I started, I started having to do things to survive, which it wasn't anything illegal or anything, you know, um, immoral, but you know, I basically, I basically just did things such as I will work and work and work and not have time for myself, you know, because I didn't want to, 
experience being broke. I didn't want to experience being homeless again. You know, I didn't want to experience all that. So I would drain myself by working so much. You know, I didn't have fun. So my whole 20s, my whole life has been a 20-something-year-old was spent going to work. You know, because I feared, I feared becoming homeless, you know, again, or being broke, you know, so I went into survival mode, you know. As far as in a relationship, I would say um, it wasn't something to where I directly um, tore somebody down or, or ran somebody away intentionally, but in a relationship, um, as far as loving out of survival or with my trauma, with my loneliness, um, I love because I got into something because I was lonely, you know, and that's not the right thing to do, you know, so it was me loving this person, giving this person all of me was out of, it was out of survival, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to um, basically take that loneliness away by loving, by getting with this person and also ignoring their red flags because first of all, I love them and also I didn't want to be alone. You know, and and inevitably, in in can't say the word right. Inevitably, inevitably, <laughs> inevitably. <laughs> Damn, tongue twisted my ass. It was inevitable for our relationship to to <clears throat> basically um end. I loved them. I did love them, but I don't felt like I loved them properly. You know because. I was in love with myself. I didn't set boundaries. I allowed him to do whatever it was that I needed, that I wanted him, you know, that anything that he wanted to do to me, I allowed him, you know, for the most part, you know, and it wasn't right for myself, you know. I had to love myself enough to set boundaries, you know, but I didn't do that, you know, and I had to love myself to love him properly. Yeah. You know, I didn't do that. And another thing that I did out of survival um, in a relationship, and that a lot of us do, is controlling the narrative. You have people who, on one end, out of survival, so they don't get hurt, they will, they would end something, you know, fast because they are scared that a person's gonna hurt them. You know, instead of trusting, instead of letting go, instead of being vulnerable, you know, they, they will end it when their feelings get so vested in it, they would end it, you know, so that it wouldn't happen to them. But for me, I tried to control the narrative. You know, I tried to control everything, you know, um, so that this person don't hurt me, so that this person don't do this to me, do that to me, you know. I try to control it, you know, instead of letting this person just be. You know, like Mariah, like Mariah Carey said in her song, Fly Like a Bird, you know, you have to let somebody roam free. That is my song. You have to let somebody basically, you have to let somebody have the opportunity to fuck up, you know. Let them choose to, choose to mess up, you know. Don't make that choice for them. You can't police anybody, you know. They have to police themselves. They have to basically want to be there. They have to basically want to do the right thing. And I try to control it, and you can't control anybody. Just like you can't make somebody change. And that's something I tried to do in my last relationship. I tried to change him, and I couldn't change him. All I'm gonna do is change myself, you know. And that's something that I had to, I had to do, you know. And 
I believe that people, when they ask this question now, the difference between love and survival, they feel that only a person that's raised on love could give love. And a person that's only raised on survival will go into the go into survival mode and that's not always the case because at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you was raised on love or survival you still experience life you experience you still experience trauma um outside of outside of your childhood you know you get older you still experience stuff and you develop survival tactics you know so you brand those survival tactics into your relationship and those traumas that you may experience as you get older from previous um, unhealthy and unsuccessful relationships, you bring that into your relationship, your, your, my, your, I'm not to say my relationship, it's not my relationship, into your, to your um, present relationship, you bring that into that, you know, and people think that survival is all about taking away from somebody, which for the most part, we do see that happen. People get into relationships where they're only getting into it so that they can take from a person. And once they get what they want out of their per- out that person, or that person can't produce or refuse to produce, that or a person sees their worth in a relationship, they want to leave. You know, so it's not just it's not just that. It's also a person that's trying to love you properly but they trying to love you out their trauma you know so that's that's one thing we have to consider you know that our upbringing don't always mean the way we were brought up doesn't mean that we can't love or we are going to ultimately go into survival mode you know because there are people who do both you know I, I feel like I did both you know but I shouldn't have been trying to survive at all in in a relationship i should have been able to walk away when this person wasn't giving me what i deserve and i'm giving him what he deserved what i felt like he deserved you know yeah i mean i got a relationships and i like you have every intention to be this good person because you want to heal these broken people but I feel like people who look for people to heal, I think it's a distraction from what you want to do with, from you healing yourself. Yeah. Because you, in your mind, you're being this selfless person, but you're running away from what you... And that's something that I did. I ran away from a lot of shit that I had going on with me because I just wanted to just change these people. I just wanted them to see me. But I'm like, I had to ask myself, why are you trying so hard for these people to see you? If you know for sure you're this good person. Yeah. If you know you have all this to offer and you are such a great person, why are you begging people who literally don't have the capacity to see themselves, yeah. let alone you? Why are you basically begging them to see you? Like, do you really know how good, great of a person you are? And I had to look at myself and was like, I'm over here basically flipping myself inside out behind a nigga that... He don't even love himself. He barely likes himself. Because when you take up, and I'm not talking about just one person, when you ad- adopt a uh, addictive personality or ad- addictive trait 
of anything of self-soothing or self-healing and it's not in a positive way, you really don't love yourself. You're coping. Whether it's drugs, sex, liquor, gambling, fucking... What else is something people do that's toxic? But alcoholism. But how can you expect a person who's addicted to drugs, sex, liquor, whatever? How can you expect them to see you when they don't even see themselves? How can a person see themselves and they're drinking themselves into oblivion, or they're constantly snorting some up their nose or putting some in their arm or, or sm- even even the the obsessive smoking of the weed? I smoke weed. But I look at people weird when they smoke. Like, you have to smoke every hour on the hour. This makes you know, there's something there. And to say that you have to drink some form of liquor Monday through Sunday to Sunday. Because, fuck it. Because there are some people who believe beer or wine isn't as bad as hard liquor. But I can tell you from your organ standpoint, from a, a person who studied medicine, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I have had my experience in the medical field and the education. From your organ standpoint, wine, beer, the hard liquor, it's all the same. Yeah, because your liver definitely metabolizes it all the same. It's all the same. I don't know who who and I'm and I mean they have people who walk around with them them ignorant theories like it's just beer it's just wine girl <laughs> your liver don't care and, and and your liver looks like a sun dried tomato <laughs> or that same raisin in the sun because you are coping with something look at don't worry, I drink. But ain't no drink that good to it. I don't want to drink every day. I don't really want to drink wine every day. I don't. I don't see the point. I don't want to smoke weed every day. I don't want to take no. I don't do nothing every day that's gonna cause me to have some health issues as I get older. I'm 30 years old. I don't want to be 40, 45 years old and I'm hooked up to a bunch of fucking tubes and shit in the hospital because they're telling me I got cirrhosis of the liver. And you walk around looking like a rubber cricket. Yeah, I don't look like a rubber cricket. I'm already short. <laughs> And so, you don't, don't want to look. Like and I have big eyes and a big nose. If I shrivel up, <laughs> bitch, I look bad. What's what's that long blue nose thing off of Sesame Street? Grover. <laughs> <laughs> You're bitch, definitely gonna look like bitch, Grover. Gonna look like Grover and Gonzo because they both kind of look like. I don't need to be on nothing or sit because bitch, my nose already big and my eyes are big. <laughs> I'm gonna look bad. Like I'm gonna look really. I'm gonna look so bad. So no, I don't need that. So I wanna be. I want. I wanna look healthy the rest of my days. So yeah. no shade to y'all who do it every day. But I mean, you, should, you really should keep in on that because there was a time I was doing it too. But I had to look at myself and I was feeling so. I would wake up feeling so lethargic and just. I just ha- hated it. Like it just. You feel so dehydrated the next day after drinking because you be so wrapped up in drinking. You don't drink. You don't drink enough water. Like there are people who go. I go out drinking with. I have went out drinking with. Or people I just see out. They drink one bottle of water and think that that's the care of all their problems. <laughs> you drink one bottle of water and then the rest liquor. You should definitely drink Peter Shore. If you if you're gonna drink, drink Peter Shore afterwards. Yeah, that or 
limit your intake. Life is not that bad. Where you and there's no such thing as drinking for fun. Cause if that's the case, then people snort coke for fun. Yeah. People do crack for fun. You have to think. People eat for fun. An addictive personality is an addictive personality. And I can say my addiction is. For we were just talking about this yesterday. Well, me, you, and Devon on the phone. Some people have a special relationship with something that makes them feel good. And for me, food makes me feel good. It's crazy because at one point you couldn't even finish your food. I still can't finish my food. But I still like to have a multitude of it. Big eyes. Yeah, that's basically what it is. I've always been all my life. But my eyes are big. But I'm gonna, I just like to have the access to it. So if I feel like I want to eat something, I can do that. And that's not healthy either, you know, which I don't eat as much like I used to or, you know, after a certain time. But my my point to say is people are coping and you cannot expect a person who is ruining their own insides to care about you. Because whether it's drugs, liquor, food, men, women, whatever you're addicted to, they love that addiction more than you and they're grasping onto that whatever that addiction may be because it fills that hole which which voids or bottomless pits i just need people to understand that you will never be able to fill a void you have to cope with it you i mean i cope with it. you have to deal with it and you have to fix it and that takes time like it's not no overnight thing it definitely takes time being in love with a person being somebody who grew up from raised from love dating somebody who was raised on survival it can work it can work it can work because it's all a choice at the end of the day i did i did give you examples of how i was loving out of survival um but nonetheless i still love you know and it's like i said it's a choice to get into a relationship and basically survive you know it's a choice you know and it doesn't matter which which end of the spectrum you was raised on it's still a choice at the end of the day because it doesn't matter what you was raised on you still go through life and experience things that shapes your outlook you know and shapes your behavior and shapes your personality overall that basically that, that basically um, dictates how you will treat somebody in a relationship. You know, you have to choose to not do certain things because Flashley and myself, we experienced trauma, you know, and we still chose to love people and give ourselves to people. Although, in a sense, we still was trying to survive, trying to control the narrative because she did the same thing too, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not that we was just trying to basically trying to make sure we wasn't getting hurt or going to get hurt it's not like we wanted to hurt somebody else but we was trying to we was trying to force change upon them and you can't force somebody you can't make anybody change you can only change yourself you know you can only grow and if they choose not to grow to your life or whatever then you have to leave because at the end of the day you know are you going to wait for this person to get it right yeah. You know, you're not you're not going away. You know, so it's a choice. I don't like for people to say that. <clears throat> I don't like to people to say that. You know, I do this that way because of 
how I was raised and I was poor and I lived in a car and I was eating sugar sandwiches when I was when I was a child. <laughs> like, okay, like I get that, but that does not just because you are aware of that now, you could acknowledge that now. It does not minimize the hurt that you have afflicted on me. You know, that's where you acknowledge it, but you still, but you still hurt me. And also, people who there are people who acknowledge that I am effed up, but yet they're not doing nothing about it. They stay in that state. You know, they feel like they feel like since I have this space of acknowledgement, you know, um, I could just stay here. No, you have to do something about it. You know, because knowing is only half the battle. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do feel like there are people who are unaware that they going that they go into something surviving and i have people i do believe there are people who feel like they they know that i'm trying to survive they blame try to do that because it's like people going to going to a relationship i'm about to give this chick because let's let's say for example dudes who get with big chicks you know who not really into big chicks but they feel like all right she's big she's gonna allow me to do whatever it is that I want to do so because I've seen this happen before, and he's basically taking money from her. Take her, he's taking her um her refund check. You know, mm-hmm. he he doing this. He's sleeping with her whenever she wants to, whenever he wants to. You know, he's not talking to her. He's um when she wants to talk to him, like he's been almost unavailable. You know, people go into things surviving. He's trying to get out of her what he could get, and when he can't get it anymore, or when he's tired. He's gone, and women do women do this to men as well, you know. Or you have straight guys who do that to gay guys, you know. They go and they get money out these gay guys, and they have they lead these gay guys into a false sense of emotional security, and they leave. They get what they want out of them, and they leave. Yeah, I mean. I look. I, I don't have the capacity to be with somebody that I'm just not attracted to, and I look at people because it's women too who do who try to use people and stuff. You are a sick, twisted person to play on someone's emotions like that because you don't know what great of a person you're messing over. Why you simply trying to use them? This person can really be that light in your life that you need, but you so wrapped up on trying to quote unquote survive. And also to the people out there who use their upbringing as an excuse, no, I didn't have a bad upbringing. I wasn't born with no silver spoon in my mouth, but I grew up middle class. I did. But that don't mean that I have the right to be a bitch to people because I grew up better than some people that I know. Or just because you grew up in a messed up situation that's not an excuse to treat people wrong. It's not like you can't use your situation as an excuse, good or bad, to make to mess over somebody or to look down. And I messed with a person where they felt this is why you gotta work on your shit. When you are a person who's raised off survival, you you're always on the defense. A person can be loving you. Properly, but you're gonna find something in it to turn it ugly and negative 
because you're so used to people messing over you. You're so used to people turning their back on you. So you look at everybody, you're just the same. You're just like everybody else. And that's not the, you, you're pushing people away on purpose to protect yourself. And some people who are raised on survival, they're perfectly fucked up to you to push you away because they don't want to get hurt again. Right. And, and like I said earlier, I don't think it's always that they upbringing was to where their parents was um, withholding love from them. You know, because we know someone who <laughs> who had that love from their family, but they chose they chose to go into survival mode. They chose to find women who didn't love them. Yeah, you. That's what they wanted. Yeah, they wanted you, to be with women that didn't give a fuck about them, because I think it's in the, I really honestly like I take all that into consideration, and I will also say this: since mental health has been has become um has become you know mainstream now within the black community people are becoming aware of things and you have these messed up people who are becoming aware of what's going on in terms and stuff and they are using it to their advantage i just feel like people are using their traumas as an excuse to be messed up people you know all right you know that you have trauma that's great but what are you going to do about it it's just not an excuse to mess over people it's not going to make the hurt any less hurtful isn't also if you had such a fucked up upbringing why would you want to inflict that kind of pain on somebody else right like why would you even want a person to feel what you i know what it's like to be cheated on i know what it's like to be beat on i don't want to get in a relationship with a man where i'm beating on him talking to him like he's less than an animal cheating on him treating like he don't matter why would I want to inflict that kind of pain on somebody when it's been done to me? I know what that's like. So why the fuck would you do... Like, this is why you have to work on yourself. And that whole being raised on survival as an excuse bullshit. Or, man, you don't know my life. I jumped off the porch at such and such age. So, so what? So, okay. And what you saying? What are you saying? So you you you're proud of the fact that you were a child cuz technically you were a child that was forced into womanhood or manhood and you weren't mentally mature enough to even process half of the shit that you saw and that's why a lot of women and men are walking around here 30, 40, 50 something years old physically but mentally you're still that 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kid that went through some traumatic bullshit because you, people fail to realize and this is just something that you can read up with psychology period. When people go, when children go through certain traumatic incidents, it stunts their growth. And they mentally do not grow up like they're supposed to. They grasp something, because it's not like they're mentally challenged or anything like that. It's just there's still that piece of them that has to grow up. Like, something Laverne Cox said recently, and people was giving her so much flack with it, which she could have left out the fact that she was never having children because it was kind of pointless. But she said that she's, she said, she thinks it's beautiful to see all her friends have children, but she'll never have children because she's healing the child within herself. Mm-hmm. So she's not 
trying to bring a child into that. And that's something a lot of people don't think about. You jump out, you jump out, then you have these children. And that's why some people like we know their kids are literally on the same mental level as them because they mentally haven't they they're still mentally a kid so they can relate to their kids more because they're mentally the same age because they haven't they haven't grown to obtain the proper wisdom to pass on to their kids so they haven't they, so that's why their kids are on the same level as the or reach that same level and it plateaus. It does plateaus because my mother and I, 22 years apart, we're not on the same mental... Me and my mom get into it because I'm younger than her. She's my mother. She's telling me things from her experience. And I'm like, man, you know she's talking about which my mom is always fucking right. It's so crazy. Your mom's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but it's because my mother, my grandmother, my they lived. And that's why I get so frustrated when I try to talk to young girls younger than me. And they be rolling their eyes and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I was probably once that girl too. I just didn't pay attention. But I would say this. Don't always think a person don't want you to be happy because they tell you what, they, what you don't want to hear. Yeah. You have to. And Jarrell could tell you. I would call my, my mama said this man not the one for me. My mama just don't want me to be happy. My mama always saying some shit. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks said. My mama was right. <laughs> and I had to tell about but mine was right. And I said, Well, I know. I'm not telling you this because I want to be right. I'm telling you this because I don't want you to make certain mistakes. I want you to want more for yourself. And as a person raised off love, I did not want the best for myself. And Jarrell can tell you he's one of the main people who would go off on me. And he would say, we, we could be oracles in, in each other's lives. And I can remember the time where I didn't care about having a family. I just wanted a child. I didn't care if, if I was co-parent with a dude or if the dude wasn't there. And I was trying to get pregnant. And Jarrell was like, well, Flash Day, has it ever occurred to you that maybe God wants you to have it the right way? You grew up with your dad in the house. You grew up with your mom. And your mom and dad was married before you even... My, my parents didn't get married because I, cause I was in my mama's stomach. I came a year after my mom and daddy got married. I just want to put that out there. Because some of you hoes thought that I came from a fucking space or something. I didn't have my mom and my daddy. I don't know what the fuck y'all thought. But my mother and father got married in 89. I was conceived in February. Of, they got married in August of 89. I was conceived in February of 90. And born in November of 90. So you do the math. I was not the reason... My parents got married. I was just going to throw it out there because some people be thinking some shit. It was not a, a gun. What is it? A shotgun wedding. was not. But back to the point, I did not want that for myself because I didn't feel I was worthy enough to be someone's wife. Be some the mother of someone's child where we are raising this child together. And for a long time, I did not see that. God has a sense of humor because he threw a curveball because I was kind of out about other people too. Other people were saying I would never get married. I would never have this. I never have that. And I'm not bragging because me and the man I'm, I'm marrying, we weren't always the best. There were times where we didn't see eye to eye and we, we that was where we weren't really together at one point. But God has always had a ram in the bush for, for your girl and always was like you are you're destined to be great in your own way and i'm getting married 
you know, I'm not stunting because I ain't one to be the candidate for marriage. Jarrell can tell you, Flash ain't never suggested by nobody to get married. But it happened. It's happened. Stuff like that's happening for me. But I will say that when you, just because you're raised on love, does not always mean that you want that for yourself and that you can see love because I was raised in it. My, yeah. t- my, I, but I couldn't see when a person, I could see when a person didn't want me, but I couldn't see when a person did want me. Also, also, flashing, you know, she's saying that she was raised on love. However, she, she wasn't, there was a time where she wasn't even looking for that. Like, like mm-hmm. she said, you know, I mean, she wanted somebody, but like she said, she didn't want to have a family, you know. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to my point. Just because a person is raised on love does not mean that they are going to know how to love a person. You know, just because a person is raised on survival does not mean that they are not going to love you. You know, so I don't like for people to automatically say, you know, he's not loving me correctly or she's not loving me correctly because she, cause she's, um, she was raised on survival. No, like you can't be so, speak indefinitely on that. You know, that's not true. Everybody, everybody choose to do what they want to do. Yes, life experiences and trauma, it affects a person's personality. But a person be raised on love, and a person, and that same person that's raised on love, giving love as a child, they could be getting, they could have been, got molested as a child. You know, and their parent didn't even know. You know, that could have affected their, their personality development. You know, and all of our that parent didn't know. And there's also the case where you have kids who come from single-parent homes where they had love even though they came from a one-parent home, but there's still that piece of them longing for the love of that other parent. Mm. So in some cases, they trick themselves into loving a person through survival because they feel like, I missed out on my mama or I missed out on my daddy. It's not fair that they don't have it. And sometimes you find yourself being quote-unquote like... My mama was talking to me this other day. I've always been the friend when I was a kid, more so than now. I was always the friend who always had the two-parent home. All of my other friends growing up, their mama and daddy wasn't together. They had, they knew who their daddy was, but he was either he was in and out the house, or he was, or non-existent, or he would pop up every blue moon. I had my daddy 365 days of the year. Not 24-7 because he worked eight of those hours out of the 24. And, you know, of course, my Isaac was cool. But, <laughs> but, when I, but I will say this. When I woke up in the morning, I saw my daddy. Before I went to bed at night, I saw my daddy. And my daddy was present with us. My daddy did things with us. You know, which sometimes he didn't want to bring us along. But when you got kids, you didn't have a choice. Like, when he used to play for a soccer league, he would have to take us to the park with him. Not because he wanted to, but because my mom had to work. He was so happy to be off that day. And my grandma my great-grandma just wasn't answering their phone. So, he had to bring <laughs> You know, but it wasn't where he was mad about Which he probably maybe was a little aggravated about it. But, you know, we never knew. But he did what he had to do 
and my daddy spent time with us. We went on trips. I can't tell you everything that my daddy has ever bought me, but I could tell you when my daddy was there, when I played sports, when I was receiving awards at school, Christmas, birthday. There was never a birthday in the 30 years that I've been on this earth that I never, my daddy wasn't there. My mother wasn't there. My grandmother wasn't there. I always was surrounded by love, and yet I still make fucked up choices when it came. I, I felt like I had to survive in relationships because I thought that love that you receive from your family is not the same as the love you receive from your relationship in a romantic sense. So, yeah, I mean, my I used to think this. My family loved me, but it's not the same. And no, it's not the same, but you shouldn't think like that. <laughs> Thing like that, you're supposed to get that love from not saying that you're not supposed to get that love from home because you're supposed to receive love from your parents, or if your parents, you know, passed away when you were younger, or they wasn't there, whoever your garden was, they're supposed to give you that love because love is vital and it's a building block for you know, the human for a healthy human personality. Frank and Beverly said, if you want to be free, love is the key. <laughs> That's what Frank and Beverly said. <laughs> so, I love it. So all I'm saying is, that's the word. It's, it's important, but they have people who, who received all that and they still chose to be Messed up people to other people. Yes. And you don't. The thing is, you really don't have. Let's take Nipsey Hussle for example. Nipsey Hussle always talks about how he grew up a certain way. He got with Lauren London. And Lauren London said, I love you. But we're going to put some boundaries on this shit. I get that you was raised a certain way. That you, you your daddy really wasn't. I think his daddy died. When is the alive? Is he alive? No, his daddy and his mama went together. Okay, I knew it was where he grew up in a single parent home, yeah. and he had that gangster mentality, and he was just really fucked up. And he got with somebody like Lauren, and Lauren put up with some shit for a little while, and then you know she said fuck this. And there would been times where Lauren would check him, cause I remember that one clip where he said, "This my girl." She said, "Your what? My wife." Oh, okay. <laughs> you have to. If you're going to be with somebody that is raised off of survival or is loving you through survival, you have to set you have to set boundaries anyway. But if you're gonna be that person coming with the love and they putting up all these boundaries, if they can put up boundaries but you can't, no no no, it don't work like that. Yeah. And a person has to be willing to if you if you with somebody now and you are aware that you are surviving or Although you really want to be with the person, but you just know you're surviving. Like, you are a person who is who is scared to be hurt. You know, you have to be willing to open up and be vulnerable. You have, you have to. to. You know, if, if this person is trying their best and hardest to reassure you. Now, if a person isn't trying to do that, if a person is, is giving them red flags and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, then, no, you probably should leave. And don't leave because this person I this person isn't fulfilling superficial needs. Uh no, it's not a superficial need, superficial want. You know, don't leave just because of that. Because at the end of the day it seems as if you're using them. Yeah. And you know? yeah, it does come off as if you're using them. Yeah. And sometimes people are subconsciously using don't get me wrong. 
I'm gonna be transparent for a little bit. And it's not even just for money; it's for time. Too. Exactly. When me and when Nick and I decided to give it another try, Nick changed in a good way. And now, Nick rarely tells me no. But I have to check myself because me being a spoiled, the spoiled brat that I am, I will take advantage because I'm. I was raised to where. I was the only girl. I get whatever I want. I'm a 30. And I'm not ashamed. I'm 30 years old. My people still spoil me. And Nick was the first man I ever dated that didn't care about that. He never mentioned, well, that's your daddy that's doing that shit. I, well, he mentioned it one time, but whatever. But he never gave me no shit about the fact that my people spoil me. But I know me. So I have to check myself because I will take advantage if you let me. And when I was younger, I didn't I didn't care. But me at 30 years old, I do care. Because you can't find yourself meeting somebody that gives you all the things that you require. And you can see, you, you get greedy because you never had it. So you do have to do some self-evaluation. Because there are times where I be wanting Nick to do stuff and he'll tell me no. And he'll give me a good reason. And I'll low-key be mad. But then I have to check myself and say, Velocity. Why are you mad? He's telling you no for good reasons. He's not telling you no just to be a dick. He's telling you no because this, you know, it's a legit reason. So even when you get it, you got to check yourself so you don't mistreat it. And when you're like me and you, when you ain't used to a motherfucker giving a fuck, you do kind of want to bask in it and smother yourself in it. But you also have to realize you got to spoil that person too. Yeah, you, you 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 have to do your part too. Even if it's not the same way, you know, you have to you have to reciprocate that with of which they are giving. You know, it's it's like and also with love language. You know, I I seen somewhere somebody said that there's five love languages and that it's how you show love. You know, I said um last time. You know, those are the five core love languages but I believe that there's more because we all require something different outside of the standard love languages and also love languages isn't the only way you show love it's also how you receive love too you know but you cannot be in survival mode in a relationship because first of all you're not going to be able to receive the love from a person that's who who's trying to give you love and you won't be able to give it to them you have to be vulnerable and there's no space for vulnerability if you are trying to survive no you know and also outside of that when in which i was just talking about you really want something but you just you're scared for the most part you know people get into survival get into survival mode and try to control the narrative because they are scared Versus people who are just trying to get into something and trying to take. You cannot go into somebody's life trying to take and only take, you know, and not trying to give. You're not trying to, you, you want, but, and also you want to, you want somebody to pour into you, but you don't want to pour into them. Exactly. How can, how can they give you anything if you're not recharging them? You're not pouring into them to recharge them, you know? So, if you, I mean, I'm not gonna say the person that's just going to try to take, stop trying to take from people. Um, 
karma is going to get you. Yeah, you got to check yourself. And also... And karma does not take your trauma into consideration. Hell no. Oh, my God. Trauma don't give a fuck about your about the fact that you... That because you, you was, know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You don't care. And that goes for what I'm about to say. There are times when you have to tell your mate... Because I can say for me and even Jarrell... We sometimes can go overboard with the love. We can overlove sometimes because we just have so much of it to give. And I didn't really notice what it was like till till Nick and I got back together. Sometimes you have to let your your mate know. You can chill a little bit with the gifts and and the stuff. You know, I'm here because I want to be, not because of what you do for me. I'm thankful that I have someone in my life that. I can call on and he, you know, because like I said, it's rare Nick tells me no. But if I feel like it's, the gifts are getting a little too, it's a little too much, you spend a little bit too much money, he can tell you, I'll tell you, Nick, I don't want you going broke trying to spoil me. I appreciate what you do for me, but you don't have to do all of that. I'm here because I want to be with you. I'm not here because you were the last resort or that I'm settling, contrary to popular belief. And also settling, I, I, I see settling as a survival tactic too because you don't want to be lonely. You don't. So you get, you take what you feel you can get. But you also have to ask yourself, if this is the best I can get, <laughs> maybe you do some reevaluation because you're settling for a man or a woman who disrespects you, uses you, doesn't make you feel good about yourself. Only good thing you can say about y'all is that the sex is good. Oh, they give you money. Oh, they give you money. Sis, sir, uh, it's cute that they're giving you money, but what else? All you can brag about is how good his penis is and how much money he gave you. But you can't tell me that, girl, I broke down on the side of the road and I called such and such and he came. Or you can't say, girl, um... You know, I was hungry at work, and he just randomly called me and was like, "You want to eat lunch?" It's those simple things. Oh, uh, girl, you know, I woke up at nighttime and I'm, I'm going through something, you know, and I was able to call him and exactly. he was done for me. He could come over. Let me tell you something. If you can't come by me in the, if I can't call you in the middle of the night and say I need you and you can't come, or you got to tell your wife, girlfriend, or whoever some cockamamie story just to get out the house, and then you can't even stay because she looking for you, we don't need to be bothered. You don't need to be bothered because you have somebody. That yeah. yeah. I if uh, if you going through something and them demons are keeping you up at night, you should be able to talk to him or her. You shouldn't have... Don't get me wrong. It's great to have your friends. But if I... If you're going to be bragging about this man... And this is, this is me talking to my old self. If you're going to be bragging about these dudes... You shouldn't be blowing your phone... Your friends phone up all the time... Want to talk about your problems. And also... Girl... You shouldn't... And this is... Granted, if all lives was a reality show... I will be the main character... Because I just yeah. made some very stupid choices. <laughs> But if a man cared about you like he said he do, you wouldn't have to be the segment every fucking week. So you do have to think about that. You do have to just 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 know that because you are raised on survival does not mean that you aren't lovable and it does not mean that you don't have the capacity to love. And if you were raised on love, 
don't think that a person raised on survival doesn't have the capacity to love you the right way. Right. But you, as a person raised on love, you have to also understand that you may be trying to survive as well. Yeah, you have to understand. You have to be able to look at yourself. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself and become self-aware. Because being self-aware isn't just knowing that you're just a dope person. It's also being able to realize that I have some, I have some effed up things by myself. Yeah, I gotta I get to together. You definitely have to. You gotta see yourself. You have to be able to see. Yourself. You have to see yourself, and and I will say this as a as people who are self-aware, it will make someone. It's going to make you uncomfortable, other people uncomfortable, but if you're dealing with somebody, you're going to be a mirror. You're going to trigger what they need to heal, whatever that needs to be healed. Mm-hmm. If that person gives a fuck. And if that person is being receptive. You know, so don't think because you was raised all love that you ain't got no issues. Because yeah. sis, you do. Because I have a bunch of them. Some I have checked off the list, you know, that I've worked on. But fuck, it ain't like the list is it's super short. You, I'm only 30, and as I grow, there are going to be more things that more, more things are going to shed off, more things I'm going to see about myself. And also, I'm in a relationship with a person who's not afraid to hurt my feelings, but not in a negative way. He's not afraid to tell me you're wrong about yourself. Yeah, it's just your ego being hurt. That's, that's all. And I, and I can say, I can, I'm Nigerian through and through because I'm very prideful. But I'm learning in my relationship that that pride it ain't gonna get you nowhere. Nope. It, you know, it's not gonna get you anywhere. Um, so I'm gonna reiterate this. Um, it doesn't matter if you were raised on love or raised on survival. The actions that you choose to take to make I'm sorry um is a choice it's simply a choice yeah yeah your what what you've been through does dictate um your actions and behaviors in a way but you still have the you still have the ability to make those decisions or not to to do or what not to do yeah you know because at the end of the day it's just excuses I feel like I consider people. I can. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> 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 what is it? Oh Jesus! That reminds me of. That reminds me of psychology class. <laughs> psychology one. When my professor was talking and I was sitting in front of that, and I just glitched out of nowhere, and I was like, <laughs> No, when you used to show me how he would chew his gum, which I had that same teacher, but the way you would maybe keep chewing his gum, he oh chewed God. that gum so fucking fast. I hated it, girl. I wanted to smack the piss out of him. <laughs> he chewed that gum. So fast. He chewed that gum into. Dust to dust, like to dust. He really did, cause he was like, <laughs> like, like the fucking not. mechanical teacher give him a yes. knowledge to chef. I'm like, did somebody <laughs> mind your mouth off or something? Oh my god! But um, uh, what was what would you? <laughs> girl, I don't know. It must have came out with with the spit. I don't. Know. <laughs> well, I will say this. 
If you are, it doesn't matter if you're raised on love or survival. Yeah. In the words of the late great Aretha Franklin, a rose is still a rose. <laughs> and baby girl, you're still a flower. Yes. And I, I think I can take what Flash ain't saying and say that just because you was raised on survival does not mean that you cannot love. You know, it does not mean that you cannot be loved either. It doesn't mean that you're undeserving of love. Right. Just because you're raised on survival. I mean, because a lot of people are walking around here mean, but at their core, they're not that mean person. Because yeah, they feel like they, there's a lot of people who feel like they don't deserve it because of what they are used to getting or used to seeing even as a child or the relationships that they haven't given because like I said there are people who were raised on love and they received their love from their family but as they got older and started navigating through life as an adult and they got in these relationships they got into unhealthy relationships so they developed survival skills from that which is negative mindsets possibly um and negative behaviors you know just to try to be able to reconcile with their love lives you know so i will say this again it's all a choice no matter if you were raised on love or raised on survival that is true but we have to wrap this segment up again like share comment give us feedback also we have a new um opening uh, that's not the right word i'm looking for but look if you have questions or you want to send in a quote-unquote strawberry letter or anything like that where you want us to talk about definitely dm one of us which i'm in the works of making a page for us to have a forum to discuss further because I mean an hour is a long time but it's not enough to get to the meat and potatoes of certain things so I'm working on making creating a group on Facebook for us to where everybody can just communicate freely yeah but if you have any questions you can DM me or Jarrell and we have no problem talking about it what I really would love is for you guys to start sending in things and we can you know, anonymous, of course, but we can start answering questions yes. that you guys have. Yeah. And y'all feel that we that insightful. Yes, you know. So I would love to do a show where it's just basically just us answering questions. Yeah. So if y'all could just send us in the questions, we're not gonna say your name or nothing. Yeah. I may chuckle a little bit if the question <laughs> is crazy, but oh my <laughs> but we definitely, definitely appreciate the feedback. If you want to talk about certain topics that you would love to hear, let us know. Because, I mean, we're here. So, again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for rocking with us. Again, like, comment, share. Give us some feedback. And we will see y'all on the next episode. Love y'all. Bye, y'all.